Hello, everybody. Welcome to a special bonus edition of the Hoots Podcast. The Catch It Up With series continues on as we're on the road to the most two-night stupendous WrestleMania of all time. I am Josh Lopez. Um, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Josh Lopez Media. Hope you guys are enjoying your Wednesday. A lot of stuff going on this week. We've got the Elimination Chamber coming up on Saturday on Peacock. Uh, it's going to be streaming live at noon Eastern time and 11 out in the Central time. I hope you guys are excited for the show. Um, I'll admit, uh, this through the years of transcribing the Road to WrestleMania, I'm kind of happy that we don't have a fast lane in between this Road to WrestleMania. So uh, we got the Elimination Chamber and we got a lot of fun stuff coming up along that way. And we're three episodes away from reaching episode 300 of the Hoots Podcast, which will be taking place on March 10th. So a lot of fun times ahead here for the Hoots Podcast. Uh, I am not alone today. I am joined by the co-founder of ARCG Media Group, a young man out of Brooklyn, New York, a friend of mine that I've got to know for the last five or six months or so. We met on Twitter, met Briefly in person at last year's WrestleMania, but uh, glad to share the microphone and a camera with him for the first time in person. Uh, Rob Aurelius from ARCG, welcome to Who's Podcast. How you doing, my man? Thanks, man. I appreciate it, Josh. Thank you for having me on the show. It's uh, definitely a pleasure and an honor. Rob is a, a big player, man. Uh, he He's in contact. He works with a lot of great people around the media, branding, digital media world. And we're going to get to RCG in a minute. Uh, really quick for you, Rob. I know you were, we were talking about this before we pressed the record button. How long have you been a uh, professional wrestling slash sports entertainment fan? Well, I've been a professional wrestling fan of the WWE, WWF since I was a kid. And, um, you know, when I started uh, ARCG Media eight years ago, I never in a million years thought that I was going to be, um, you know, offering my services to people from the WWE and people that were in, in the pro wrestling industry. So when I, you know, finally got my big break and I met the first pro wrestler who literally put me on the map, I'm, I'm, I've had three pro wrestlers that have helped me get to where I'm at today. Um, and I'm going to name them each shortly. But um, when I got my first big break and met the first professional wrestling uh, wrestler um, at an event and, you know, we exchanged contact and we networked a little bit. And he told me that he needed help with something. And I told him, what could he do back for me in return? He, would tell, he told me that he would let people know who I was. Um, the guy that I'm referring to is Gene Snitsky. So, you know, Snitsky uh, was the first professional wrestler that I ever met in person, you know, that I actually got the chance to meet. Um, back in the day when WWE had the restaurant in Manhattan, I'm not sure if you remember WWF New York. Um, I used to like actually sometimes cut school because I was in high school at the time to go to Manhattan to see which wrestlers were there. So I was able to see Kurt Angle. I was able to see a few other wrestlers um, one time. I think it was like a Sunday night heat and I, man, do I miss Sunday night heat. I think it was one of the best shows WWE had. Um, there was actually a big, big uh, Sunday night heat edition going on in, at, at that location. And um, they had The Rock, they had Stone Cold, they had Kane, they had The Undertaker, they had Kurt Angle, they had so many people. And they were all there at once. Shane McMahon was there, the Dudley Boys. So I remember my friends at the time told me, hey, you know, there's a big WWE show happening at the WWF New York. So like, you know, we should definitely ask our parents to let us go. So, you know, my mom knowing that I was a wrestling fan and she knew the kids that I was going with. She was like, yeah, sure, why not? So, you know, we went to the city. We had um, a very good time. And that was like the first time that I was able to see wrestlers, like, you know, like in, in flesh, you know, aside from TV. Yeah. After that, I hadn't met a wrestler ever since till I met Jane Snitsky. So I met Snitsky a few years ago. Um, I was actually working with a client. She was doing a product collection for a fashion show for someone else in Manhattan. So I was invited because of course I was the marketing manager for her at the time. And she told me, hey, I need you to come help me out with this event. And Snitsky was a guest and he was also like a sponsor. He was sponsoring the event. He was one of the sponsors for the event, charity wise. So Snitsky was there, he walked in. I remember when he first walked in and I always tell people the story, guy walked in, nobody really knew who he was. He was wearing cow shoes. So shoes like with the skin of a cow. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? He's huge. And he had like one of those military jackets that I've actually seen Matt Hardy have used as well too. 
So I remember him coming in and I was like, who the hell is this big guy? You know, because he was de he's definitely a big person, you know. So shortly after that, like in, as we go into the event, there was a meeting greet opportunity. And I overheard someone standing on the line, you know, in the meeting greet at, as I was, you know, helping my client. I overheard someone say, that's former pro wrestler Gene Snitsky. So when I turned around, I was like, Gene Snitsky? I was like, where the hell is Gene Snitsky at? So I looked around and I was like, I don't know where Gene Snitsky is. But then I kept seeing this tall guy taking pictures with people on the step and repeat. And I said to myself, oh, that's Gene Snitsky. So when I looked at him again very closely, you know, of course, you know, the last time we saw Snitsky on WWE TV, he was bald. He didn't have any facial hair. He didn't have any eyebrows. And he looked very mean and very scary. So now I saw this guy like wearing glasses. He had short hair, nice clean shape. But, you know, he still had the built of a wrestler, of an athlete. So after the meeting read was over, um, you know, he was at his uh, private um, area and I went over to him and I shook his hand. I told him who I was. I told him that my client was actually the one who produced the collection for the event. And I gave him my business card. And I said to him, if you ever need anything, branding, marketing, you just let me know. And he was like, sure, no problem. So then a few days later, you know, he's giving me, you know, he's texting me. He's telling me, here's my number, keep my number. Let's keep in touch. It was nice meeting you. And he said to me, hey, you told me the other night that um, if there's every, anything that I ever need, just let me know. And I was like, yeah, sure. What can I help you with, brother? So he says to me, I'm having a problem with Twitter. Uh, there's a lot of fake Gene Snitsky accounts out there. Right. And no one knows which one is the real one. Because when I tweet, people think that I'm a fake. And people are constantly uh, you know, reporting my account to Twitter. So I said, OK, I'm sorry to hear that. So he goes, is there any way that you get me verified? So. I said, verify, like as in the blue check. And he was like, yeah, because, you know, once I get that blue check, people know it's really me. So I was like, yeah, I'll try, you know. And this is the first time that I've ever done that for anyone. So I reached out to Twitter, um, told the uh, person at the time that was working at the Twitter um, office in New York City, hey, this is what's happening. This is my client. This is what he needs. And honestly, like about less than 48 hours later, Snitsky's uh, Twitter account was verified. So what he did was he put me on the map. He uh, gave me a shout out on Twitter and he pretty much told every wrestler out there that if they ever needed anything as far as marketing, social media promotions or advertising to reach out to me and to reach out to my company, ARCG Media. So the next thing you know, there was a few wrestlers following me, asking me if they could get verified, you know, people from Impact, people that were former WWE wrestlers who probably changed their Twitter handle when they left and they lost their verification badge or whatnot, uh, people from Ring of Honor. And I was delighted, you know what I'm saying? Um, and because of that, I was able to meet with Prince Nana, who everybody knows from Ring of Honor. Uh, you know, Nana was a, a very good uh, talent scout for Ring of Honor for so many years. And he's also from Brooklyn too. So Nana contacted me. He told me that he was also trying to get verified. He wanted to see if I was legit. He wanted to see if what Snitsky had tweeted about me was true. So at the time, um, you know, Nana was with Ring of Honor and I said to him, you know, how come Ring of Honor hasn't, hasn't gotten you verified what's going on here? And he was like, oh, yeah, you know, they told me they're working on it. So I reached out to Twitter, did my thing again, got Prince Nana verified. And what Nana did for me, I'll never, um, ever, you know, be able to thank him enough because he actually introduced me to the pro wrestling industry. So Snitsky kind of put my name out there, but Prince Nana put me out. Like he put me on the map for like pro wrestling. Um, after that, I was able to start working in the events. I was helping people. I was a backstage correspondent. I was helping people with their matches. I was helping people with their um, entrance themes and stuff like that. Um, I was able to meet a lot of guys. I was able to meet Animal before he passed away from Legion of Doom. I was able to meet Tommy Dreamer. I was able to meet uh, Nunzio. So many wrestlers, right? And all of that thanks to Prince Nana. Then after that, you know, Nana kind of like gave me a, a, a little boost and started inviting me backstage to the Ring of Honor shows. So I started talking to the Ring of Honor guys, telling them what I did. Most of the guys wanted to get verified because they weren't verified either. And I started helping every single guy get verified. And the entire time um, on Twitter, I was following Brooklyn Brawler, who was a legendary professional wrestler from the WF era. And, um, you know, he started to seize all the uh, buzz that I was getting and all the, and all the you know, the, the promotion that I was getting. 
So, you know, I reached out to him. I was working on a little project at the time. It was a Brooklyn-based project, and I needed um, his endorsement. And I asked him if he could endorse me being from Brooklyn. And he said, sure, why not? I'll give you an endorsement. And, you know, from that point on, I was able to build a relationship with him. And it literally, literally got me to where I am today. Um, you know, he introduced me to half of the WWE roster, um, told everybody what I did. And, you know, today, because of what Brooklyn Brawler did for me, I'm able to tell, you know, the world that I'm, I'm friends with people like Titus O'Neil, you know, Dolph Ziggler, um, you know, Sasha Banks' husband, uh, McCassie, uh, you know, uh, Damian Priest, Charlotte Flair, you know, um, my relationship, I have a very, very uh, strong relationship with Ric Flair. We're very close. We're very tight. Ric Flair gave me a shout out two years ago when my company was celebrating its seventh year anniversary. All of that is because of the Brooklyn Brawler. So, you know, with all that being said, Josh, I'm pretty blessed because, you know, like I said, I grew up being a wrestling fan. Um, you know, I started a business eight years ago. When I started my business, I was looking for clients. I was looking for what kind of people to service. And, you know, there was an opportunity to assist the wrestling industry. And here I am today, you know, 2022. Um, you know, I am very blessed and very honored to work with the people that I've worked with. And I'm very thankful for that. And um, yeah, man, it's been one hell of a ride and I don't take it for granted. Rob, I was listening to uh, an interview you did with Keitra uh, a couple years ago on her podcast. And you were mentioning that it's very important to honor the people who've done right by you and open the lanes for you to the people you work. Cause it's not a one man person. Uh, journey, you know, we all have people who bring us to where we are today, and I, I've had my people like that, like Jonathan Hood, who's a uh, talk show host in in Chicago for ESPN One Thousand. He was my main teacher at the Illinois Media School, and uh, he does the morning show with David Kaplan. Um, I have a friend of mine who's a, a combat sports reporter for the Zone. His name's Steve Muehlhausen, who's a prominent reporter there. Uh, a good friend of ours, Andrew Baydal, is a guy that I've been. Uh, working with and gets to know over the last year and a half and Drew's helped me a lot in a lot of ways in my young career so far in broadcasting and media and it, it's true it's not a one-man journey we all learn and we get to meet these people and it's the great thing when people care about you and not try to do it to pop up their ego yeah. or anything with that it's, it's really cool they were able to mention that and give give people their flowers as, as kids say these days yeah. I, I believe I'm a strong believer in that. I'm a strong believer in giving people their flowers and let them smell it while they can. Um, you're right. You know, um, I don't think that there's, you know, this whole uh, term that people have come up with, like self-made. I, I don't necessarily agree that everyone that there's people out there that are self-made. I think that everyone out there that has had some some level of success. Um, the only reason why they got where they got is because there has been some kind of support. You know, um, music artists, celebrities, you know, athletes, all these people, they can't go around saying I'm self-made because the thing is um, people like fans, people like supporters, people like, you know, the people that have helped them in their career, those people, um, you know, did that for them, you know, with no, literally with no expectations, with no, with nothing looking, uh, nothing in return. And, yeah. you know, um, one of the things that I appreciate is, Titus O'Neil's story, you know, Titus was a man who was brought into this world on unfortunate um, circumstances where his mom, unfortunately, you know, was a victim of rape. And Titus said that when he was a kid, he was always doing bad things and he always had a chip on his shoulder because he hated, like, his, his, you know, what was going on in his life. And he had people in his life that mentored him, coached him told him that it was going to be all right, that he was going to be someone special. There was people that told him that they believed in him. And that is one of the most important things that you can ever tell someone is literally tell someone you believe in them. Because the thing is, growing up, I didn't have people telling me that they believed in me. And even in my adult life, I had people in my life that I thought believed in me, but showed me that they didn't. Yeah. So Any time that I had anyone tell me they believed in me, even if it was a stranger from like across the country or somewhere else, it, it made me feel good. 
And, you know, with Titus's story, I think it's one of the most beautiful stories to hear that, you know, despite whatever he went through as a child, he didn't let that define him in life. And later on, he became such a big pioneer for the world of entertainment, for the world of charity, for the world of social good. I mean, you know, you follow Titus, you know what he does. Um, he's now in the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, this man is amazing. And, um, you know, I was able to spend time with him in the past um, and talk to him about certain things. And I've been able to go to some of his speech, his speech engagements and listen to him speak. And, you know, um, I'm just blown away. And not just Titus, there's been a lot of people out there that have been able to share inspirational stories with me. And, um, you know, what I do is, I, I, this is what I do. I, I live by a, a way of life that I believe that, um, you know, life is a gift yeah. and it's precious. And not everyone is guaranteed life because you got to understand something. Every second of the day, as right now, as you and I are having this interview, there's babies being born, but there's also people dying. And sometimes some of these babies that are born, as soon as they come out of their mother's womb, they unfortunately pass away. They never got the chance to taste or experience what life really is. So if you're able to live life and see another day, every single day, go to bed, wake up the next day, you have to give thanks. You have to be thankful. You have to appreciate everything. Look, sometimes we're going to have bad days. Sometimes we're going to have good days. Be thankful for both of those things because the good days are going to make you happy. The bad days are going to teach you a lesson. The bad days is going to show you that, yes, you may be going through something right now, but it's going to get better. And um, I've, that's how I, how I feel. That's how I what I believe in. When I wake up in the morning, I give thanks to the, to the Lord above uh, for giving me an extra day of life. Um, within those 20 hour, 24 hours that we get, I try to do something good. I try to do something good for somebody. I try to make someone happy. I try to make someone smile. Or someone tell me, hey, you made my life better today or you made me feel good. Um, it makes me feel good because it, 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 that all of that to me is purpose. You know, you need to have purpose in life. And when it comes to my job, the reason why I have the relationships that I do and the reason why I'm at where I'm at today is because I've done right by people. You know, I've, I've looked out for people. I've always done nothing but speak highly for them. I'm a, I'm a very hardworking person. I'm a workhorse. A lot of people tell me this all the time. Um, I always want to make people feel good. I always want to make sure that I solidify myself. I want to leave a good impression. Now, unfortunately, in this world, in this field um, of work that I've done, um, there has been some people, Josh, that unfortunately took me for granted, you know, um, used me or used my business to feed their ego, like you mentioned earlier, or to get to the next level. And, you know, all I can say about that is those were lessons. You know, you live and you learn. You know, some people burned me really bad, um, but they never burned me enough where I couldn't get back up. You know what I'm saying? Um, every time that I have been burned, I find myself getting back up and dusting my shoulders and moving on. You know what I'm saying? And there's and, and it's not going to stop now. You know, there's going to be some more. There's plenty of people out there that are going to try to be sharks and try to hurt me in the near future. Um, all I got, all I can do is try to be wiser, try to be more selective and, you know, just make sure that it doesn't happen to me again, or it doesn't happen as often. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, there has been some people out there that I have made a difference in their life. They've, till this day, they thank me. They appreciate me all the time. I keep in contact with them. You know, these are WWE wrestlers. These are people that I've assisted in other things as well, too. And I'm thankful for that, you know, because that's what I think we're supposed to be here for. We're supposed to be here to help each other because we only have a certain amount of time here in, in the world. And, you know, the difference you make, you don't know who's watching you. You know what I'm saying? You don't know who you're inspiring. You don't know who um, supports you. And, you know, people like, you know, for example, you started to follow me because something that I'm doing caught your attention and something that I'm doing you like, you know what I'm saying? And vice versa, you know. So that's, that's, that's what the way it is to me. I, I tell people all the time, you know, life is about building relationships and um, building bonds and making sure that those bonds become strong and that they never break. And unfortunately, sometimes, you know, some people are not meant to be in your life forever and that's fine. You just have to learn how to prepare yourself to move on to the next chapter, you know? Now, let me ask you this, you know, I was looking at your bio, you mentioned you, um, 
you are a member, you work with Global Citizen, you work with the WW community. Uh, just from your point of view and what you do in your career, how do you see the current landscape of wrestling media in how it's covered today, um, specifically WWE? Um, because for my field and what I do for a living, I make transcripts for uh, televised wrestling shows and pay-per-views. And when I started in this field, I wanted to make a service for people who could catch up with shows when they can't. It, my website, Pro Wrestling Transcriptions, is a point of reference website. So if you don't have the time to catch up on Raw or SmackDown, I have it there for you in detail just for you to see what's going on with the shows but there's a lot of websites out there that's uh just kind of like the politics driven by pumping up another company and there's a lot of scuttlebutt on twitter i'm sure you see it all the time just from your outside view how do you think the current landscape is of wrestling media and um how you think it can get better uh yeah you know one thing i can say to you is this um the wwe today is not what it was a few years ago you know, when the WWE first started, it was wrestling, right? It was yeah. men going out, men and women going out there, putting their bodies on the line. And, and even till this day, they're still doing that. There's men and women that come out through a curtain. Well, today they come out, well, they still come out through a curtain, but, um, you know, these people come down, they walk down the ring with an entrance theme. Um, there's either the audience chanting for them and applauding them, or there's people booing them. But the point is those people are doing the ultimate sacrifice. They're sacrificing their health. They're sacrificing their body. They're sacrificing their life to entertain us. Right. So the difference between back then, back in the day and today is there's still entertainment, but wrestling has changed. At least WWE has changed so much over the years. Now, the, and this is why I got involved to want to work with WWE and stuff like that. Um, now today, WWE does outside of the ropes, you know, outside of wrestling arenas is amazing. And I don't know who else will ever, you know, top them because I'm telling you, WWE is so powerful. Um, they have their own studios now, you know, they, they make movies. Um, they have their own network, the WWE network, um, where you can watch wrestling, you know, back in the day you had to pay um, the cable provider for a paper to watch a pay-per-view. Now all you pay is, you know, what is it? A few dollars a month on Peacock, you know, first it was $10 a month when it was the WWE network, but now it's like a few dollars a month. I think it's like $5 a month to watch wrestling shows on Peacock. Um, I love the WWE because the minute that the WWE community was created, um, that's where I said to myself, this is my purpose. This is what's going to drive me to be closer to them. I love them because I love the entertainment. I love the storytelling. I love some of those guys that have been with the company for years. I love and respect them and have a lot of admiration for them. Yes. But today, I love them more because now the WWE is out there going to schools, talking to kids, talking to them about bullying, talking to them about, you know, it's okay to uh, speak up about things. If someone's treating you wrong, if somebody's doing something bad to you, if somebody's making fun of what you look like or your religion or your um, identity, your gender, whatever the case may be, speak up and we're here to help you. You know what I'm saying? Um, the WWE is also helping those people less fortunate, you know, during the holidays, during this, you know, during the throughout the year they're, they're they're helping families that are distraught families that don't have enough to make ends meet you know especially with this pandemic that's happened um in the last two and a half years um right. that enemy has helped you know titus has been so influential with that as well too and my hat's off to those people you know roman you know being able to share his story and tell kids look i have leukemia and um, you know you're not you're not alone in this fight. We're gonna fight. We're gonna fight, defeat this. You know we're gonna rise above cancer. We're gonna rise above everything. So you know today the landscape is so different. It's 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 big because to me, in my opinion, WWE's untouchable. You know there's other wrestling promotions out there, and my hats off to them as well too because they're doing a hell of a job. Yeah. But WWE is the place to be. You know um, WWE is 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 amazing. Um, I thank Vince McMahon, I thank Stephanie McMahon, who I'm close with, and Shane and, and Hunter. 
um, for what they've done. You know, a few years ago when WWE found out about that kid, Connor, who was dying from uh, cancer, you know, they created Connor's Cure right shortly after that, after he passed away. And every year now someone gets uh, an award or a warrior award for their, you know, for anything that they've done, you know, whether it's community related or, you know, inspiring people. And I think it's amazing, man. It's, it's, it's really amazing. So um, for those that don't watch wrestling, um, because I have people all the time that come up to me, Josh, and they're like, wait, you watch wrestling? You watch that? Don't you know that it's fake? And I'm like, look, it's not fake because, um, you know, it's choreographed. And of course, it's like a, it's like a movie. It's like a soap opera. You know, there's always a story being told. But you, you don't, don't ever say it's fake because I, I know these guys. I've been to dinners with these guys. I've spent time with them. And they've told me stories of like how they cope with pain, you know, on right. how, how their bodies are breaking down, like how they're recovering from injuries. So I tell people, you know, something that's fake, you know, people wouldn't be getting injured. People wouldn't be getting hurt. People wouldn't be all bruised and banged up, you know, and, so, and look how some of these guys look once they leave WWE, they look pretty bad, especially with the concussions. Concussions are a very serious thing, you know, and I tell people, look, it's not fake. These guys are, are just, uh, uh, you know, people that want to entertain, you know, that's why they do it. They don't really do it for the money. They do it to entertain people, you know, and I, I you know, I tell people, you know, I don't, I, I watch it because of that, because of the passion that they have, but I also watch it because again, I love what they do outside of the ring. You know, they travel around the world. What wrestling company can say that they were traveling to Baghdad and Afghanistan and all these places and giving the military a show when these people were spending months out of the year away from their family you know during this war that just ended you know yeah. um, you know um all the things that they do and look and look what wwe is doing nowadays they're involved everywhere every time that a championship somebody wins a championship like in anything like the nfl the nba major league baseball wwe is sending them a belt you know wwe is involved in the oscars and the grammys and the you know vh1 music awards the mtv music awards wwe you know uh, espn awards wwe is involved everywhere you know and these are deals and these are partnerships that they're creating and this is what people have to see that you know today you know because you know of course it's important to bring this up a lot of people are not too happy with the current product, okay? And I got my days that I also watch the show and I'm not too happy about a certain storyline or a certain direction about something. And that's fine because the thing is, one thing is, believe it or not, they listen to us, they listen to the fans, they listen to people, they and, and, and they know what to do to make the fans happy. And, and all the WWE wants to ever do is to surprise us. So sometimes they keep things from us and we're not supposed to know about something because they later want to shock us and surprise us and right. give us the moment you know bring back some nostalgia moments like for example Lita's back you know what i'm saying there's rumors that stone cold steve austin might come back for wrestlemania you know wwe cares about that because they want to give people those moments but you know um at the same time um you know it's important to understand that uh you know the wwe um you know everything that they've put in place um it, like right now, as far as the deals that they've signed, like they just assigned the deal with the military. It's it's for the future. You know, right. it's for a better future, it's for a better world. And, you know, it, it may not make sense to certain people right now, but as time goes by, as you're able to understand why certain things happened or why a certain deal happened, people will later understand that, you know, it, there was a purpose behind it. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in that. I, I believe in, Everything has a purpose. There's a reason behind everything. And sometimes it takes a little while for you to realize why. And you know, once you know why, maybe you'll feel better about it, you know? Yeah, I, I want to touch on that really quick because this is from my view of covering the industry. I look at WWE as the most uh, versatile form of entertainment out there, not just for what these men and women do in the ring or the microphone, but like you mentioned, what they do outside the ring and how they are as people. Um, you know, with the complaints and stuff on Twitter, I feel like it's just a Monica and today's society where a lot of people hate watch more than actually watching the product. Uh, I can tell just from my transfer point of view, a lot of people say, oh, there's not enough storytelling and blah, 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 blah. And like uh, the 50 50 book you refer. I, I don't, I, I could debunk that thing because I'm actually <laughs> like paying attention to the shows. But it's like you look at WWE right now and 
just the transition there. We all go through transitions in different eras of pro wrestling. It's just what it is. That's the the charm of it. But you look at what's going on with Roman Reigns and the transformation of his character of when he came back from injury and his COVID stuff. It's remarkable. I mean, it's not just WWE. You can see Roman Reigns anywhere. I I saw Drew McIntyre. presenting award at an MTV Europe award uh, last year. Like you said, there's a wide, broad reach of the company right now. And they just said in their latest uh, conference report that they uh, revenued over a billion dollars, uh, record <laughs> revenue. So I look at the company right now and it's, yeah, is it nuts and bolts, wrestling, wrestling all the time? No, but I don't think it has to be. And one thing I've always give WWE credit over the years uh, for uh, covering the industry is that they have an identity. It may not be mm-hmm. for you, but they're actually, they have an identity and they stick to it. Let's, let's speaking, speaking, speaking about identity, Josh, um, what the WWE has done as far as identity-wise is all the stuff they've done over the years. They've done something that has caught other people's attention, other companies, other industries' attention. And it's not WWE always reaching out to these people saying, hey, we want to be part of this, we want to be part of that. It's people reaching out to them. Hey, we're launching a movie. We want to have one of our actors go on your show, Monday Night Raw or SmackDown, to promote it. You know what I'm saying? All the cross-promotion that WWE has done in the last few years is because WWE has created an identity. People identify it, and they automatically reach out to WWE and say, we want to be a part of what you guys are doing. Because we, we think that the world, you the, the, the industry you guys are in is really cool. I want to get back to RCG right now. Um, right now, folks, put in the hashtag. Hashtag ARCG WWE Tour. Put that right now on Twitter. Rob, tell me about this tour you've been on for the past six months or so. And what do you have um, coming up as we get closer to WrestleMania? I want to get to know a little bit more about the tour you're on. And I don't think it's just you showing up to events i'm sure you're doing other stuff throughout the day yeah. um with other events charity wise and stuff like tell us a little bit more about the tour the arcg ww tour the arcg ww tour is just me living my dream again um you know um i never in a million years thought that i would be in the ww world and you know never even thought that I would be doing a tour. Um, the, the way the tour came about was um, I didn't go to my first ever, you know, my brother told me he used to go to like WCW shows back in the day. And I said, damn, anybody that went to a WCW show is definitely blessed because WCW was a certain vibe at a certain time. You know what I'm saying? Like I used to, I'd watch some of these WCW shows, like the reruns and stuff like that. And I'm like, wow, what a time to be alive. You know, like when the NWO was created, when Goldberg was around, you know, when all these guys were leaving WWE to come to WCW, you know, the time that Shane bought WCW and WCW became a part of WWE, you know, because people fail to realize that WWE today is like three companies in one, you know, WWE is, you know, WCW and ECW are now a part of WWE, you know, it's all WWE. Um, So I didn't go to my first show until like, I don't know, mid 2000s i want to say my first show was probably like 2012 2013 or something like that um it came about my um brother's um ex-wife at the time she um had bought tickets for my nephew to go to a holiday tour event at madison square garden and um you know she couldn't go to the show so she says look i know that rob's a wrestling fan and this is before i mean i think yeah, I think ARCG Media was created already by that time. Um, she reached out to me. She was like, hey, look, um, you know, Mark is going to go to the show and he doesn't have anybody to go with. Would you like to come with him? So I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? So I made the time, took my nephew to the show. I remember that night, uh, the main event was Randy Orton versus um, John Cena. At the time, uh, uh, Randy Orton was double champion. So he had the old heavyweight title from WCW and the current WWE title. And when I first saw like Cena in person, I was like, dude, this is amazing. When I first saw Randy in person, I was like, dude, this guy's in great shape. Look, look at his physique, like this guy's strong. And um, prior to that, there was a match that I enjoyed, which was Booker T um, was the special guest referee in a match between Kane and Big Show. And, you know, at that time, Kane was corporate Kane. So he was like the Kane that wasn't wearing a T-shirt and, you know, exposed his face to people. 
And I had a lot of fun watching that match. But there was one match that night that really dominated and I really, really loved. And it was a match between um, Alberto Del Rio and um, uh, Rey Mysterio. I'm one of the biggest fans of Rey Mysterio. You know, Rey Mysterio reached out to me um, a few years ago because um, someone gifted me uh, one of his jackets from Roots of Fight. And it's a real cool jacket that I've worn to WWE shows and people always compliment me about it because it's got Rey Mysterio's name all over it. And he was like, hey man, I appreciate you know, all the love and support. Um, you know, Ray's a legend. Ray's been around for so long. You know, I think Ray's been wrestling for as long as I've been alive. Right. And you know, I'm sad because I know that his career is winding down because he's like trying to pass the torch over to Dominic now. Um, but I think that, you know, Ray is phenomenal and I have a lot of respect for Ray. And, you know, Ray's one of the reasons why I love wrestling, you know, and Eddie Guerrero and people like that. So, um, you know, after that night, I said to myself, man, wrestling definitely looks different on TV than it does in person. And from that point on, I always wanted to go to a show whenever I could. Then I finally went to a show in the Barclays Center. Finally went to my first ever WWE show at the Barclays Center. And it was the time that Undertaker and um, Brock Lesnar were feuding up to WrestleMania. And um, I had such a good time, man. I had such a good time. Uh, that night, um, I got the chance to see Batista, uh, you know, when he had came back for his sec his final run with WWE. Um, and he was feuding, uh, you know, with um, Randy Orton at the time. And it was funny because he ripped his pants. I'm, I'm not sure if you remember that episode. <laughs> it was funny. But the thing is, you know, so many things happen on the show that sometimes are funny, you know, because you're there to witness it. You get to see it before the people on TV see, who are back uh, home watching it can see it. And I was like, this is good, man. Like, this is really, this is entertainment. This is what exactly what entertainment is supposed to be. So, you know, then, you know, long story short, after that, I just started going to shows. And um, after a while, you know, one of my partners um, at ARCG Media said to me, you know, you should, uh, you know, you, you, you attend a lot of shows, you know, you should, you know, actually reach out to them and start asking for media credentials. So um, I started becoming friends with people like, you know, Titus, uh, Brooklyn Brawler, of course. And, you know, they would always hook me up with comps. And so I was getting comps to go to WWE shows. Yeah. And, you know, after a while, after all these shows that I've been to, you know, all these WrestleManias and stuff like that and documenting some of the shows. And like I did, I did social media coverage for WrestleMania when it was here in New York City, WrestleMania 35. I said, you know, everybody said to me, dude, you know, have you ever considered going on a tour? You know, like a, like a tour where you could just select certain dates out of the year and like attend these shows and document them. And I was like, you know, that's a good idea. I'm like, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of traveling, but um, why not? So, you know, I was so excited, Josh, because when I finally uh, came to terms with, the, you know, the guys that um, the media people over at WWE, I reached out to them and said, can this be done? Is this something that can happen? And they said, yeah, man, you know, people are doing tours all the time, you know, and, tie you know, tying it to us. Why not? You know, and we know who you are. You know, we know you're good people. So it was approved. And I officially started the, the ARCG WWE tour. But unfortunately, um, when the tour started, it happened. It started in 2020. Yeah. And the first show of the tour was in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center for a Monday Night Raw. And I was super excited. I felt like it was going to be a great year. But then two weeks after that, unfortunately, WWE made the announcement that shows were going to be, um, you know, that uh, shows were not going to were not going to take place with fans because of the pandemic. So the whole 2020 year, you know, with the WWE switching over to, you know, the PC Center for uh, for a while, then going to the Thunderdome at few locations that they had, um, you know. Unfortunately, fans were not able to attend. I couldn't do the tour. Um, you know, during the pandemic, I stayed in touch with some of the media guys from WWE and said, look, when things get better, can we resume this tour or is this like not going to happen anymore? And they were like, no, nah, man, you know, we'll, we'll definitely uh, honor it and, you know, you'll definitely be back on board. So, you know, once things got better, um, it started to get a little better. Um, I, you know, reached out to my people and said, hey, like, you know, just let me know what's the first date that I can, you know, promote that the tour dates are resuming. And, you know, um, they reached out to me, they gave me certain dates and I took it from there. Unfortunately, um, some of those media people that I was in contact with no longer work with WWE because either they were furloughed or they were released, you know, because WWE did this thing where they like wiped out clean house. And, uh, you know, I was heartbroken because, you know, it not only was it like media people, but it was wrestlers and it was people that, you know, 
really good assets to the company. And unfortunately, you know, because of this pandemic and the budget cuts, a lot of people had to go. Now it's a little different because some of the media people that I know now or the people that I took over, now I have to reintroduce myself. Now it's different. Now it's like, you know, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. And some of those people don't really know what I was doing before. So last year, they let me do my thing. Last year, they said, look, how many dates can you commit to? Where do you want to go? And I said, well, look, I want to go here. I want to go here. I want to go here. I want to do Mania. I want to do SummerSlam because it's like it's the first, you know, I, I did the SummerSlams in Brooklyn when we had them in Brooklyn a few years ago. But I said, Legion Stadium, you know, this is the first time WWE is doing a show in a big stadium in years, you know, like for us for SummerSlam. Yeah, it's a new stadium. I want to do it. So um, I work, I selected dates that I was comfortable with, dates that allowed me. Because, you know, one thing people have to understand is the ARCG media doesn't just cater to wrestling. The ARCG media, I have other clients. I help, you know, my, some of my clients are people that own, um, uh, uh, you know, um, stores, uh, restaurants. Um, some people I do social media management for. Um, some of my clients are other businesses, other media agencies, um, you know, I've done promotions for cigar companies, for, uh, uh, you know, apparel lines, you know, uh, startups. Um, right. Also was working with uh, a CBD company as well, too, you know. So, you know, I, my schedule um, only allows certain things, you know. And yeah. I'm not doing WWE stuff. I'm literally promoting other things. Like, I just finished a promotion that just wrapped up a few days ago for a company called Diptyque from Paris. And um, what I was doing is I was helping them with their installation for Valentine's Day. I was helping them sell and promote candles and fragrances. You know, I, I love um, the fragrance world. I've been doing it for, as, as long as I've been doing ARCG, I've been in, in the beauty world. So, you know, I like talking to people about fragrances. I have a lot of fragrances at home, you know, I don't have to buy them. So, um, you know, I'm glad that last year there was no interruptions. Um, and I was able to fulfill all those tour dates. There was a few tour dates and unfortunately I had a, you know, after I had committed to it, I had to say, I said no, because um, then something came up and I needed to be either here or somewhere else at a certain time. And it wasn't going to make sense if I went to a WWE show the day before the day after. So I did what worked best for me. Now, unfortunately, you know, when this whole Delta uh, variant thing started kicking in and then the Omicron, um, I was advised to take it easy, you know, because I had not uh, contracted COVID uh, for a very, very long time. And people are like, look, like, you know, it's good that you're having fun and that you're committing these dates. But one thing to keep in mind, there's a virus out there. The pandemic is still, you know, uh, active. So you got to be careful. You got to make sure that nothing happens to you because if, you know, you get sick, you're not going to be able to attend any shows. So long story short, um, you know, towards the end of last year, I contracted COVID. And good thing that I was done for, you know, the year with tour dates. But um, once that happened to me, um, you know, I was fine. I, I was only sick for a few days. Um, and then I felt better after that. Um, I just said to myself, look, Omicron variant is still out there. It's still strong. And, you know, um, I got to be careful. So um, I reached out to WWE again and said, look, um, I want to continue this tour in 2022. And they was like, sure, why not? So now I was able to, uh, you know, do their first show of the year, which was day one in Atlanta. Um, it was a good experience for me because I personally like to always celebrate New Year's away from New York. Because I've celebrated New Year's in New York all my life because I'm from New York, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> if, if I get to celebrate New Year's in a different state, in a different place, whatever, it's 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 pretty special to me. Um, and there's a few more tour dates coming up. So, you know, so far the tour dates that I can confirm with you for 2022. Um, so I just did uh, that, uh, you know, day one. Um, I also recently went to, um, uh, where did I go that I was recently, oh, I went to Louisiana, uh, which I love, and I was able to go to a SmackDown. Um, I think I have a few shows coming up next month, you know, the SmackDown in Barclays Center. And then after that, um, you know, is WrestleMania. So I'm going to be in Dallas, Texas, where I'm going to, I'm sure that you and I are going to connect while we're out there. And I'm going to be going to both nights of WrestleMania. I already have my credentials for Monday Night Raw. Um, I'm working on my credentials for the SmackDown before uh, WrestleMania and the Hall of Fame. And then after that, um, you know, I'm, I'm still working on the tour dates right now because the thing is so many things have changed in WWE. There's so many new people there now. 
I'm no longer in contact with some of the older guys, that, the, the guys that were there before. So everything has changed. So now everything is different. I'm, like I said, I'm being reintroduced to different people now. So now it's taking me a little longer to uh, uh, finalize things. Don't forget, folks, ARCG WWE Tour, one of the best tours out there. Um, Rob, before we head out, um, I want to do a speed round of just different side topics that we can get into this. Um, first off, I want to give a big shout out to Joe Villa, uh, a good friend of mine that I met through the years. He gave me my first uh, uh, WWE Mania credential when I covered um, WrestleMania 31 in San Jose. I was really good I was 20 years old at the time. That's <laughs> crazy. Like, wow, my first media credential. That's pretty, pretty cool. I just want to give a big shout out to Joe because I know he's not with the company anymore. Um, let's start off with this. Um, for you, what match that's not been announced for WrestleMania would you like to see this year? What match has not been announced? I mean, look, the one match for the last few years that I've been really interested in and um, at least one of the guys has already vocally said, I want to do this, is a match between Roman Reigns and The Rock. I don't think we're going to get it this year. It doesn't seem like it. The direction we're heading to right now doesn't seem like we're going to get a Roman versus uh, uh, Rock match, but maybe next year. Um, and the reason why I want it to happen is because Roman is one of the greatest things that's happening right now in wrestling. What he's doing, you know, this new character, this new change, new entrance music, you know, I feel like Roman finally got where he needed to be. You know, there was a few years, you know, when The Shield came out, everybody loved Roman because he was part of The Shield. But when people noticed that the WWE was like slowly turning him into like the new face of the company, certain people felt a certain way about it, right? They felt he wasn't ready. They felt that he wasn't experienced enough yada 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 but it took a few years for roman to adjust and now i think roman finally found you know where he's good at and he's good as a heel he's good coming out every weekend with uh paul Heyman. um he's been universal champion for over a year almost two years now you know and i think that everything he's doing is amazing and the only person that i think out there that can stop him in his tracks and put him in his place, at least for a short period of time, is right. the Rock. Because honestly, if there was no Rock, there would be no Roman Reigns. And people have to acknowledge that. You know, Roman's always telling people to acknowledge me. One thing Roman has to acknowledge is, and I might get in trouble for saying this, he needs to acknowledge that, you know, the true head of the table and the true tribal chief is actually the Rock. And, you know, Rock's dad and High Chief Peter Maivia. You know, but not to take away anything away from Roman. Roman's really good at what he's doing right now. And I love his storylines. I love his the storytelling. I think he's one of the he's going to be one of the greatest champions of all time. And that's a match, Josh, that I look forward to. Um, you know, not not for this year's WrestleMania, but hopefully for next year's WrestleMania. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. You want to talk about Rock Austin level of box office? That's the match right there. That that's gonna be awesome. Um, I think some people are sleeping on Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. I love their match they had at Survivor Series a few, few years ago in Los Angeles. That's the current match they have slated for the SmackDown Women's Title. I know uh, coming up on Saturday we got the Women's Chamber, so we'll figure out who Becky Lynch is gonna be fighting at WrestleMania. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, Really quick, just your opinion. You got to witness this last year. Are you for or against two nights of WrestleMania? Um, when it when it was first announced that two nights were happening, um, due to the current situation last year with the pandemic still, you know, being a big threat last year, with there was still lots of cases and not too many people getting vaccinated, um, I thought that it was okay. Um, you know, and the reason why is because beforehand I was able to talk to some of the talent. And so, so when I was talking to some of the guys, they were saying to me that it made sense for them because it took a lot of pressure off and it made it helped people, you know, mentally prepare even better for, for their matches. Um, and they felt that it, you know, it's something that was never done before. WrestleMania was always, you know, just like the Super Bowl one day, one night, you know, and that's it. And the idea to split it into two nights, um, they felt that the fans were going to get more from it. Um, I wasn't expecting Dallas to be like that. And I hope, you know, I don't know about next year being like that either. But when we found out that Dallas was, you know, going to turn into two nights, I said to myself, well, all I can say is I'm already out there, you know, yeah. for two days. <laughs> might as well you know good thing i didn't get a ticket for you know just to leave on sunday night because you know i would have been you know doomed 
But um, I think the two nights is cool. Um, I don't know if the two nights is going to make sense for now, forever. Um, right. You know, at some point, you might want to stick it back to one night. But for now, because of the current situation with this pandemic, um, I think that the two nights make sense. You know what I'm saying? Um, we get we heard the big news yesterday about Cody Rhodes uh, leaving AEW. Uh, some slow, but I'm not sure it's 100%. So I'm out of the loop of the 30s for good reasons. Um, I, I, I value my energy and my common sense, so I stay away from that bubble. Uh, but Cody Rhodes is out there. Uh, do you think it'd be nice to see him back? I mean, what's what's been your experience if you ever had a chance to meet Cody or Brandy? What's your experience with them? Yeah, I was able to meet. Well, I've met Cody several times, but I was uh, there was one time that I was able to meet Brandy. Um, Cody is um, a really cool dude. Um, I actually have a photo with him. I took a photo with him one night. Prince Nana actually was able to get a picture of me and Cody together. I think it's the only time that I, Cody and I were ever to, to take a photograph together. But um, I have a very funny story about, you know, Cody and I'll, and I'll make it quick. Um, a few years ago, Brooklyn Brawler, when I was working with him, uh, we worked a deal out for him to be the first wrestler ever to have a cigar named after them. Mm-hmm. And um, Brawler was literally the first wrestler ever um, to have a cigar named after him. And Cody became the second one with Frank Kazarian. Um, it was called the American Rebel. And this is like when Cody had started AEW. So a few years ago, we we're at a convention here in New York City. And uh, Brawler knew Cody was here because Cody was with the Young Bucks. He was doing his thing with the, uh, the Bullet Club. And Brawler comes up to me and says, hey, let's go meet Cody and let's go say hello to him. So, uh, you know, Brawler had just found out that Cody started his own cigar line, too. And Brawler goes over to Cody, literally, like, breaks the whole uh, meet and greet uh, segment. And everybody's like, what's going on here? You know, what's Brooklyn Brawler doing here? And he walks up to Cody Rhodes and pulls out a few of his Brooklyn Brawler cigars and gives it to him and says, Cody, welcome to the cigar industry. (laughs) And Cody's face was priceless. You know, they hugged, they shook hands, and um, Cody was like, thanks, man. You know, I appreciate it because I had given Cody cigars when I, like, became friends with him. Um, In regards to the situation with with Cody leaving AEW, this is all I'm going to say. Cody is one of the people that built that company, and that company is where it is today because of people like Cody Rhodes and Brandy. You know what I'm saying? Not just Cody, Cody and Brandy. Um, I'm a big fan of Cody. I respect him. I love what he did because when he was able, when he left WWE, he was able to do things that nobody ever imagined. He was able to win the NWA title. He took his brother with him. Um, he traveled to other places. Um, he was champion for other promotions, and he was able to wrestle in Japan and, and do things that nobody ever thought he could. Cody was one of those people that found success outside of the WWE. And if Cody is back to the coming back to the WWE. I just hope that it makes sense for him. Um, I think that Cody's wiser now. I think that if Cody does sign a deal with WWE, which I hope he does, it will be a deal that would make sense for him and make sense for Brandy. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, I'm a little sad that he left AEW because I think that's that was his home and that's where he should have, you know, hung his boots at. But um, things didn't work out. Um, not to say that in the near future he may not go back. But I am very interested in what might happen if he comes back to WWE and where he will be. And honestly, this is just something that I think should happen. Um, NXT has changed recently, right? It's NXT 2.0. Yeah, let's keep in mind that Dusty Rhodes is one of the people that helped build NXT. If if Cody could come back to WWE and like literally help NXT with their new branding efforts and rebuild, you know, to be because I know NXT is trying to take a new direction and they're kind of struggling with it right now. But I think people like Cody could definitely help them. Put you know, because Cody's learned so much from his dad, from his brother, and look what he look what he did with AEW. AEW, like I don't watch the show, I don't really know too much about it because you know I'm I'm, I'm WWE is my you know my my, my friend. Um, but um, all I know is, as a spectator from the outside, is that AEW is doing what it's doing because of people like Cody Rhodes. And so I wish Cody a lot of success. If Cody doesn't come back to WWE, cool. Um, I wish him success and blessings wherever he ends up, him and Brandy. But if he does come back to WWE, I'll be able to smoke more cigars with him, you know? <laughs> I always uh, admired Cody over the years for his uh, hustle. Uh, even if you're second yeah. generation, no matter what the situation, either, either you have work ethic or you don't. 
it's just, it's just that simple. And I admire his entrepreneurship and, you know, he has yeah. TV shows and he's doing yeah. yeah. like, I'm sure you can look up to him in some ways with what you do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I think Cody's one of the only people that's like a second generation or third generation wrestler that actually went beyond, you know, like just like living. I wouldn't say living the, under the shadow of their parent, of their father, who was like the former you know, wrestler, um, you know, look what he did with AEW. You know, one of the only people that kind of found success outside of wrestling after being a, a second generation wrestler was Rock. And then you get a guy like Cody. I mean, Cody is like, the things that Cody's doing is pretty similar to what The Rock's doing, entrepreneurship, you know, um, dude, Cody, Cody's doing like a mentorship thing that, you know, the AEW community, community outreach, you know, Cody is, He's he's really really above. You know what I'm saying? I don't think Cody would have been able to do those things had he not left WWE. So you know, it's again, it's like how I said before. Sometimes you have to wait to see if something makes sense. When he left, I was heartbroken, and I was like, oh man, I didn't want Cody to leave. But when I realized what he did after that, I said, okay, it makes sense why he left WWE. If he's coming back home, you know, I'm I'm right here with my arms wide open, so ready to receive him back. You know. Rob, before I let you go, I just want to ask you one more thing. And here on the Hoops Podcast, we're all big about mental health and paying forward and, you know, trying to elevate yourself. Um, for you, what advice would you give for anybody that'd be interested in seeking media credentials? It doesn't have to be WWE specifically, but just in general, they want to get into that media landscape. Uh, what advice do you have for them? And how has ARCG helped your mental health? Um. You know, for people looking for advice to seek media credentials, this is all I got to say to you. Um, just be legit. Just be honest. Um, let your work speak for itself. You know, Josh, there's a few people in this industry that kind of share the same room with us, but they're not as legit as they make it seem. There's a lot of people out there that are opportunists and sharks. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes there's people out there that get more opportunities than the people that are actually very hardworking. Um, I've literally busted my behind to get where I'm at. And it hasn't been easy. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've, I've, I've been shut down a lot, you know, asking for media credentials, especially with WWE in the beginning. But, you know, it takes time. And when you do good things for people and people remember the work that you did for them, people are able to now vouch for you. And the more people that can vouch for you, the more people that can put your work out there for others to see, um, you will start getting um, you know, the attention that you deserve and the respect that you deserve. So my advice to people is, you know, work hard, you know, do right. Don't do anyone wrong. Don't screw anybody over. Don't do bad business with anyone. And if you do unfortunately run into some kind of bad business with someone, try to find a solution. Don't burn bridges. Um, respect people, respect their time. Um, you know, don't stalk anyone. Don't, you know, if you know a wrestler or if a wrestler gives you his phone number, don't harass them. Um, respect them, respect their time, respect their privacy. Don't talk to these people about their job when you are hanging out with them. Talk to them about normal stuff. A lot of wrestlers, believe it or not, like are we're all human beings. So right. they like to be treated like human beings. So when you're with them, talk to them about other things. Tell them about you. Talk about you. You know, talk about what you do. You know, it, you know, it, you know. Take them out of the wrestling world for a little bit and and put them into a different environment, a different atmosphere, so that they can experience something different. Trust me, it works. You know, and this is why a lot of the guys respect me because when I hang out with them, we talk about so many things besides wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, just work hard. Um, do right by others. Do right for yourself as well too. You know, be honest. Don't lie to people. Don't lie to yourself. Don't cheat. Um, and just be real and be authentic and, and be humble, be humble because a lot of people get arrogant. A lot of people get a little excited, um, be humble. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, don't, don't try to make yourself seem bigger than what you are, you know, stay in your lane. And, you know, if you do these things, um, when, you, by, by the time you start reaching out for media credentials or whatever the case may be, people will know that you're a, a genuine person and you'll get the opportunity. Um, as far as mental health, um, I can talk about mental health for hours and I know we don't have the time for it, but mm. mental health is special to me because, you know, unfortunately I grew up um, with a lot of traumas, you know, from my childhood, um, of being, being abused by my parents, being abused by family members, mentally, physically, emotionally. 
Um, by the time I became an adult, I was really confused. I didn't really understand how life worked. I was very bitter. I was very angry. I had a chip on my shoulder. Um, and one thing for sure was I always said, let me do something that will make me feel good about who I am. So when I started ARCG Media, I started ARCG Media with the purpose of helping people with something they, you know, as a service, helping people pretty much live easier lives. So, you know, like I said, there's a satisfaction and there's just like a good feeling in my heart when I know that I'm able to do something for someone and get something accomplished as far like as little as getting someone verified on social media, you know. Um, so, you know, creating ARCG Media um, has, you know, there's been days because it's not easy where my mental health has been put into play. But for the most part, um, I try to make I try to turn things around and I try to make things uh, try to be more understandable of certain things and know that even if something may not work or something may not go the way I planned, that there will be better days and there will be better opportunities. So, you know, maybe in the near future, we can have another uh, interview and we could talk about mental health and, you know, um, mental health is just something very special to me. Folks, make sure to follow Rob at Twitter at Rob Aurelius. You see right here on the screen, you can find it right there. I'm at Twitter at Josh Lopez Media. I want to remind everybody to be the authentic product that is yourself. And remember, nobody dictates the pace of your life besides you and the man upstairs. Uh, Rob, it's been an honor. I appreciate the time you give me. Uh, it's glad we were able to finally do this and uh, looking forward to the next time. And I'll see you soon in Dallas. But, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks, Josh. I appreciate it. Have a good one. For Rob Aurelius from ARCG, I'm Josh Lopez. This has been a special bonus edition of the Hoots Podcast. We'll talk to you all later. See ya. Yes, sir.